this very good afternoon. It's Niall Boyle and welcome along to the show. We have a new member of the team. Trumpinator 2. Never surrender. That's what it says. A lot of people keep asking me why we got these here because look, there's no doubt in people, I'm not shy about admitting the fact that I'm a bit of a fan of Donald Trump, but don't agree with everything he says, by the way. I got all these weirdos on Twitter going, no, so you agree with somebody who's a convicted rapist? Well, firstly, he's not a convicted rapist. Yes, he was brought to a civil court in relation to sexual assault, which, by the way, he denies and still denies to this day. That was a civil case. In a civil case in America, you're not found guilty of anything. You're found liable. There's a bit of a difference. It's not a criminal case. Anyway, he's not a perfect individual. I'm well aware of that. Like all businessmen, there's a level of corruption. Uh, but in saying that, as a leader of a country, I do believe his policies are very good. And I agree with his policies. How he implements them is questionable sometimes. But he's a good leader and he'd be far better than the arsehole that they have in there at the moment who's practically asleep at the wheel. But because of that, of course, we um, have these on the show. And by the way, people keep asking me, they're really good quality. This is not a hard sell, by the way. Well, it kind of is. They're really good quality. They're made of steel. And they're bobbleheads for your car or for anywhere. You can buy them on our website. <laughs> because the people who make them were so impressed with the fact that we use them, they asked us would we sell them. So you can buy them on our website. If you go to nileboyden.com, you can buy this one. We've got a Trump teddy bear, by the way, which I'll show you later on. I have a Trump teddy bear. He's downstairs. And we also have this one here, which is a smaller one, Never Surrender, Election Interference, with his prisoner number on the bottom of it. It's that famous prison picture. And again, that's concrete, like it's solid. It's they're not, they're not cheap plastic or anything like that. But they're, and they're reasonably priced. So they're on our website. Oh, there's the teddy bear. I've just been given the teddy bear. There's the Trump teddy bear, look. <laughs> He's the Trumpinator. He's even got the eye, look, see. He's the Trumpinator teddy bear. And uh, you can get him. They, and it's, you know, 2024 for the election. And these are actually official Donald Trump merchandise. They are official. And they have some collector's items there as well. And don't forget, you can go to our website, nyboiland.com. While you're there, by the way, please support the show. I keep saying this to you every single day. Some days you disappoint me a bit. But thank you to everybody, by the way, who's donated, everybody who subscribes. We really, really appreciate it because it helps us pay the cost. We don't make any money. We don't get paid. I promise you that. But we do need to cover our costs. And we just about barely do that once a month. It's getting better every month. Uh, but we need your support. We really do. Because we have a lot of plans. There's so much that I want to do with this show. And we do it because we're passionate about it. We want to give you a voice and a platform that you won't get anywhere else. It's a fully interactive show. We do interviews. We have people on Zoom. We have people come on calls. Everybody that comes on is uncensored. Obviously, within reason, we can't have you coming on to fame and people, but you're uncensored and you can allow to have your opinion and say whatever you want to say. You won't get that on mainstream media in this country. You won't be allowed on the Joe Duffy show or a news talk or any of those stations to say what you say on this show because you'd be challenged too much and you'd be cut off before you get a chance to say most of the stuff. But we're giving you that opportunity. So please support us to support you. Go to our website. You can subscribe. It's five ninety nine a month plus tax, which is basically buying a pint of beer between the three of us for a month's work. That's all we're asking you for. Imagine the three of us sipping on one pint of beer. Or you can donate. We've had some really generous donations over the last couple of months uh, from some really nice individuals. Thank you to all of you. You know who you are. Please go to the website, either donate or subscribe if you can. Anything for you can subscribe, anything from five euro to five million. But first of the show today, I think this is really, really important. And, ooh, where's my page has gone? Um, if you're looking at Quip Media over the weekend, John McGurk wrote an interesting piece in relation to the Irish Times MRBI snapshot poll, Ipsos, Ipsos poll, uh, which, which does not purport, to, as he says, to be an exhaustive list of everything that the public cares about at a given time. You can read the full article, by the way, on Grip Media. Properly uh, read, it should be considered more of a ranking of issues of importance. What's most important to you right now, as opposed to what is most important to you in general? The other limitation on this particular poll that was carried out by MRBI, he goes on to say, is that the other limitation is that you can only pick up, pick one issue as opposed to several. In other words, in the poll, they were asked to pick one issue. Like you couldn't say, well, immigration, yeah, and housing. Oh yeah, climate change too. So anyway, they go to what people believe coming up to a general election are important issues in Ireland. And contrary to what's happening in the doll when Aon Nairdin tells everybody to shut up as soon as they start talking about immigration, 
and tells the Irish uh, government that they're being hypocrites by asking, you know, why they're going over to America and asking to legalise the Irish illegals, which are a completely different situation. I don't know why people compare the two, by the way. There's a huge difference in Johnny going over to America um, on a holiday visa, staying there, working, paying tax, living there. Okay, he has to watch out because he can't come home because if he does, he won't get back in again. He is illegal in the country because he doesn't have a work permit. But he's working. He'll never get social welfare. He won't get any of the benefits of an American citizen. There's a huge difference in that and some lad coming in from the middle of nowhere into Ireland with no passport, no documentation and living on welfare for 10 years. There's a huge difference in the two. Let's not conflate the two, right? Anyway, when people were asked to pick one thing, so it's a little bit of an unfair poll, but still, and this is the Irish Times, by the way, and John McGurk points out, by the way, the Irish Times, for example, had Gaza mentioned 12 times in one week in their newspaper, but only mentioned immigration twice. So you can see where the Irish Times leads, they, where their level of importance. Gaza, by the way, and conflict of the world was right down the bottom. Only 4% of people really cared. Contrary to what you might be seeing out in the streets, or you might be seeing people going around with their, you know, scarves around their necks, etc., etc. Only 4% of people really believe that's an issue worth concern, concern themselves with. And I can understand why. As much as it's horrible to see people being murdered, kidnapped, or whatever it happens to be, you know, it's not happening here. And we have to concern ourselves with our own country, which we're a little bit selfish when it comes to our own country. So the one thing, way above everything else, and I don't know whether you can see the poll. Here, so here's the poll here, okay? And you can see the top one, which is the yellow line. It's way above everywhere else, is immigration. Contrary to what politicians are telling us that they're hearing in the doorsteps, because they'll tell us that people aren't mentioning immigration because they're liars. Remember, politicians are liars. Immigration, 22% of people pick that as the one thing they want to talk about. Housing is the second. So now we've lost a third of the people between immigration and housing, which are both equally connected, by the way, because the more people that come in, the less housing and accommodation we have. I'd be surprised to see climate change at 7%. But those 7% could be talking about the fact that we don't want climate policy, or we do. So they have a concern about it either way. It doesn't say necessarily what the concern is. Democracy is in there at number four. Democracy meaning that we don't believe that the government is acting in the best interest of the Irish citizens. We don't believe that we have a choice anymore when it comes to things like social policies, which they mentioned. The healthcare, by the way, is only at 4%, which surprised me. I thought that would have been up higher. And as I mentioned already, you've got the cost of living, crime, employment, which I'm surprised at because we've practically zero unemployment in this country, and Palestine uh, are all right down the bottom there with 4 and 3%. So the question I wanted to ask you today is, politicians calling to your door tomorrow. They, and they will be calling to your door very soon for the local elections in June, the European elections, of course, in June, and the general election most likely before the end of the year, I imagine. It could even be sooner if Captain Martin gets kicked out. So here's the thing. What is the one thing? If you were asked, if you were told you can only say one thing to that politician at the front door, you could ask him one question about one thing and say to him, can you do something about this? What would it be? Text us or let us know. And the number, as usual, is 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. Let me go to Dave first. Dave, hi, how are you? What's the story, Niles? Good, Dave. Nice to talk to you. It's been a while. Yeah, long time no talk, lad. <laughs> Should we let everybody <laughs> in on our little secret? Oh, do please! I I I love sharing my my uh, uh, yeah. Do I can't give okay? Just just very just very quickly. I had to ring Dave for another purpose earlier on this morning, and I rang him on my own mobile phone, so he wouldn't have recognised the number coming up on his phone. And Dave answered the phone, and the phone went like phone call went like this. Answer the phone, Dave. Uh, hello. Hello, yeah, it's uh, Sergeant John Riley here, David, is it? Speaking. Yeah, David, just, I need to talk to you. We might need to be getting a statement off you regarding a spe an incident that happened. Now, Why am I in trouble? <laughs> now, let me, let's be clear about it. The conversation was a teeny bit longer than that, but I couldn't carry it on any further because I knew you were shitting yourself. You absolutely uh, yeah, yeah. shit yourself. Oh, I, yeah, of course I fucking shat myself. There's some guard ringing you out of nowhere for something that you thought you you should have gotten away with. I'm so sorry, Dave. I'm so sorry. But no, I... not at all. No, no, no. But yeah, jokes on you. I have your mobile number now. So, uh... <laughs> right, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, I can see there'll be retaliation here, will there? Yeah. Uh, what's that phrase? Little apples will grow, my friend. <laughs> right, Dave. Getting back to the topic at hand. So the politician calls your door, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin, whoever it happens to be, knocks on your door 
All right, David. Um, you know, we're obviously looking for your vote in the area. Is that anything that's concerning you locally? Right. Well, uh, just to preface this, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael will be getting ran from the door. I don't want to hear a single word from any of their lying forked on mouths. Okay. So there, no. Uh, anyone else? Yeah, biggest things for me, um, accountability in, not even just in politics, but just in uh, the public sector in general, and infrastructure, which immigration would fall under that umbrella. You know, it's, I'm not just worried about infra- um, immigration as such. I mean, we all are, obviously, but I'm worried about, like, the state of our roads. Uh, we need more schools. We need more hospitals. Um, how are we going to pay for all that without, without the costs going absolutely through the roof? And accountability plays back into that as well. Well, immigration does play a role in all of that because, as we know, the Irish population is not replacing itself currently at the moment. Uh, we're below what they call replacement level. So, in other words, the more, you know, we need people to come to Ireland. And there's no doubt about that, by the way. I don't disagree with politicians. We need, obviously, skilled people, people who are going to benefit our oh, economy yeah. to come to Ireland. And your concern is if we are increasing the population the way we are, which is quite radically <laughs> over the last 20 years, we need to increase the amount of schools. We have 3,200 schools in this public schools in this country. It's just not enough anymore. You know, I don't know how many hospitals we have, but we need to increase that. GPs. Sure. Which are my, listen, my, my uh, little fella, I mean, he's two now, but when he was a month old, we had to put his name in for his for a year. Mm. And we literally had to put it in that early just to be guaranteed a place. I mean, when my eldest fella was younger, you could have rocked up to the school the week before and said, hey, any chance you have a spot for the kid? And he'd be like, Jason, yeah, no bothers at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we do. The population has grown, but the services aren't growing to meet our population. And, you know, and not even just immigration-wise, even before we had so many people coming into the country, mm. you know? And again, like, I, like I, I know I'm going to get all, um, how would say, optimistic here, and I, I know I don't live in that world, but I would like to see more accountability in politics and the public sector, stuff like that. I mean, I was, well, that's I was very, only Particularly the week that's in it, that's very optimistic, isn't it? When you've got a, a minister for communication who's not communicating, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I swear to God, you know, I, I'm just... I'm just waiting to hear them announcing the new department, the Ministry of Silly Walks. I really am. I, would, I wouldn't actually, you know, I wouldn't be surprised now. And I think because of COVID and just everything that's going on, I think if we were invaded by aliens in the morning, people would be like, you know what, so fucking what? Yeah, but see, the, problem, the problem is when you have a coalition government, which is what we have, which is a made-up jigsaw puzzle, right, of a government, you are never going to have accountability because you're never going to have a vote of no confidence in somebody because if you do, no. and one of those parties walks it out, collapses, yes. it collapses the government. Mm. So, so it's always going to be a yeah. problem. Plus, they always need someone like Eamon Ryan there to be the whipping boy so they can just point to him and say, no, 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 it's his fault, it's his fault. <laughs> well, um, and, well, that's what I said. You know, if Catherine Martin was turfed out this week, which probably she should be at this stage, but if she was turfed out this week, you'd have the Green Party will walk out the door, there's a general election. There you go. But, like, I mean, one thing I, I'm, I, I fully think that should happen is I think Irish politicians should be barred from taking a job in Europe, in the EU, after daily politics in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should be allowed to collect the second pension. Because but, right there, you're, com- you're completely cutting out the vested interest they have in keeping our European overlords happy, um, you know, so they can get a nice cushy job when they're turfed out of politics. I mean, anybody who's a government minister in this country can happily retire and live a very, very comfortable life and still work here. But I can't understand, you can't say that you're working for the good of the, of the country that you're living in when, you know, you've got your eyes on a cushy mm-hmm. number in Europe when you leave Irish politics and a big fat pension. Well, we all, we all know that Leo Varadkar has his eye on Ur- Ursula von der Leyen's job. You know what I mean? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. that'll go down fucking well, wouldn't it? Yeah, stay there for a second, Dave. Let me go to Madeline as well. Madeline, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. Thanks, Mel, for having me back on this morning. Can I just say before we start, um, I do appreciate all you and your team do um, that you give a platform for people of either side of the debate to come on. So well done for that. Thank you very much indeed, Madeline. And the other thing you were talking about, you were talking about the Irish Times there. I remember during the scandemic, I actually emailed the Irish Times to ask them if they only had five keys on their keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, you'd be forgiven for thinking that other countries around the world were more important than Ireland sometimes when you read the Irish Times. You know, but the only five, the only five keys they they had was COVID. Yeah, I know. That's all they had. But anyway, getting back to um, a politician, no, they wouldn't, like your last caller there, they wouldn't get past my, my door frame because um, once they mention the party, they're where they tell them they've no place in my garden. And as a matter of fact, it was a Fianna Fáil fellow who went to walk into my garden last week and I had such a go off and the man went into shock 
and he walked out of my garden, got back into his car and drove out in the state. <laughs> and that's no lie. Right. So okay. immigration, that's, that would be my thing. We don't, we don't have enough housing and it is all connected. We have an abysmal healthcare system. We, have, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the schools. We don't have the, G, the GPs. We had, have had immigration over the last many years and a lot of the people came from other countries came to work and it was accepted graciously by Irish people. We don't have people coming in here now on to work. We have people coming in because they've been invited by Roger O'Gorman to the better life, the, the green money country. They're not here to work. They'd have you believe at the door were important doctors and nurses. We're not. Because if you were a doctor and nurse coming from another country, you would have adequate paperwork. These guys don't even have passports. Well, I, I was I was quite happy to see that uh, Judge Murphy, I think it was, jailed a man uh, during the week. I think it's been the first um, charge in four years, I think, because it is illegal, by the way, to enter the country without documentation. It's, it's, you're actually breaking immigration law uh, because it's an intent to deceive immigration. Um, and there was somebody jailed during the week because they didn't have papers and they also lied about their, their, their country of source. So they were jailed. And I was, I'm delighted to see because it sets a precedent now that maybe more might be jailed for doing the same thing or they should well, be just deported. Now we've hundreds of thousands and the guards even that work in immigration at the airport are actually leaving before their due date because they can't stomach it anymore. Uh, can I just, can I just mention, I, sorry, just while yeah. you're talking about that, I want to be 100% clear that when the government do these little videos on Twitter, Fine Gael and Fine Fall, and they're talking about how wonderful, you know, immigration is to Ireland, how valuable it is to our healthcare system and to our hospitality industry, I completely agree. But they shouldn't be conflating the two issues. They, they know, and they're not stupid, they know people when they talk about reckless immigration policy, we're not talking about people who do come here under the proper process through visas or genuine asylum seekers. We're no. talking about people taking advantage of our system. That's, that's exactly what I said. If you're coming over here to work, you will have your proper paperwork. You will apply for all the, the stuff. I think um, something like 11% to 33,000 Algerians have applied for proper paperwork since they got here. So, I mean, it speaks for itself. Mm. We're being, look, we're being brainwashed in this country to think it's a crime to be white. And God help us if you disagree with the current government narrative, you're, then you're racist, you're homophobic and you're far right. You're, well, are, what's the latest thing? You're pale, male and stale. Isn't that, isn't that the latest? I swear to God. They want to squeeze every last bit of crit critical thinking out of us. They want complete control. They don't want any debate. They don't want discussions. They don't want free thinking. We're not allowed free speech. And what's sad about it is, and I know because I've been talking to groups of people about the upcoming referendum, people are tripping over themselves to fall for the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I can't, I just can't understand it. I mean, Dave, sorry, just in relation to what Madeline is talking about, when she talks about infrastructure, healthcare, GPs, uh, you know, the population, it's all connected. Everything is all connected because it's all connected to the population, isn't it? No, of course it is. Yeah. And it's like, I, I really hate when people do this whole, like, you know, someone says Ireland's full. Obviously, they're not saying that the country's at capacity. They're saying we don't have the infrastructure to deal with this stuff. And then you have other gobshites going, well, back in the famine times, there were 10 million people here. <laughs> Do you want to go back and live like they did? You know. Sitting and, there and, eating you know, potatoes and, and drinking nice milk all day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it annoys the shit out of me because it's like, it's such a complex, multifaceted problem. You can't just say, this is the issue because it's, it's all interconnected. Like, we, there's been such a lack of, of funding into proper infrastructure as, you know, we've been going along. And um, like it probably all started slowing down after the um, after the economic crash and probably just hasn't gotten back to where it is. I mean, we stopped building houses for 10 years. We don't have enough houses for people. And I think what people don't realize is, well, it's going to take the lifetime of one or two governments for us to really get to a point where we need to be mm. in regards to infrastructure and stuff. And we don't have the leadership there to actually bring us to that point. Because, I mean... They spend public money as if, like, it's me, like me when I was in the pub the first time, I could tap my card. You know what I mean? I was yeah. tappity, tappity, tap, tap, tap. Then I woke up the next morning and checked my bank account and nearly had a heart attack. I mean, what, what, I, what I find absolutely abysmal, like, on the 20th of March, they will be opening the redress for the mother and baby <laughs> homes, right? They've announced that yesterday. Roger Gorman announced it yesterday. About mm. time, by the way. It's taken seven years to get to this point. They keep putting it off, hoping all the people will die. ridiculous. Yeah. Now, they, they were given out before Christmas. They didn't have the money. It's 800 million. They estimate it's going to cost 800 million, right? Which is a fair bit of money, let's be clear. And the, the religious uh, organizations weren't kind of divvying up. They weren't putting their share in. 
But I'm saying the government are whining about giving 800 million to people, women who are treated like dirt in this country, right? And yet yeah. we can spend billions on immigration. God knows how Five much billion. we're spending. On, I've seen a picture there yesterday of a lot of porta cabins because sadly there's a lot of people coming into the country who are now living in tents in the middle of the city. So they're, they're building porta cabins for all of them to live in, only to allow maybe another thousand in in the next 30 days and that has to find somewhere for them as well, some other mm-hmm. hotel somewhere. We can spend millions on accommodation. We can spend yeah. millions or billions on Ukrainian people coming to Ireland and fair play to them and that's great and wonderful and all that kind of thing. But we can't give 800 million to, to women in this country yeah. who were torn apart. Who've been treated, yeah, treated like in shit. the most disgusting, deplorable ways. I mean, you want yeah. a heart of stone to listen to some of these stories and not be moved to tears. And you know, and again, this feeds back into my other one, accountability. And I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you a good one as well. Like we want people coming into the country to be treated with, you know, kindness and respect, right? There's a guy in a radio, local temporary radio station, um, Woman went out to interview him. She's, you know, recording the call. That she, uh, recording herself. She's going along. She's like, she's, his, uh, his little mobile home is beautiful and his landscape cards and stuff. Um, basically, himself and the wife split up. They sold the house. He bought a little plot of land, bought, um, bought a little mobile home. The guy had bronchitis. So what he decided to do was insulate it and then put cladding on the outside. So it looks like a little log cabin. From what I've heard, it's absolutely fabulous. It's not bothering anybody. Yeah. This, that, bloody, bloody, blah. Tipperary County Council have been have basically told him um, by the 14th of March, if he doesn't have that taken down and moved away and the grounds put back the way they were, uh, he's spent four months in Limerick Prison and they're going to uh, take care of it themselves. Meanwhile, right. meanwhile, we can put 900 cabins in the middle of a field. Well, no, well, oh no, here, just, it gets even better again. They said that the reasons why there wasn't aesthetically pleasing to the area. Now, this isn't like Tipperary. It's out in the fucking arsehole of nowhere. Unless you know where he's living, you wouldn't be able to find a place. He said it's bringing down the local property values. So he went along and got signatures on a petition from all the, the neighbours. They all said they were quite happy to have him there. He made a lovely job of it. It's absolutely fantastic. But then Tipperary County Council like, well, we don't provide planning permission for mobile homes um, or log cabins. Inside in Turles, they're building 60, oh, sorry, and uh, modular housing. Inside in Turles, um, they're building 60 modular houses for refugees. But, but he can't keep his log cabin and that just shows you how ridiculous the whole situation is. Dave, I'll talk to you after the show and I'll get his number and we'll get him on the air. Sorry, just before I go to the, to, to John and Morris, uh, Madeline, just to mention as well, there's a march on on, uh, on the 3rd of March. We have a march on Sunday the 3rd uh, meeting at the Garden of Remembrance at 2pm and up to the Customs House and it's literally, it's to do with the referendum but it's also about this tyrannical government and what they're feeding down the chain to us and people are going to have to wise up like the hospital system there. The more people they push into this country and give free medical cards, the more it's pushing the rest of us off the list completely. Okay, hold on for a second there lads if you can. Uh, just going to take a quick break. John, be with you now. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. Well, I can tell you, John, there's a lot of issues. You've been listening to Madeline there talking about the issues, and they're kind of all interconnected, you know, but according to the Irish Times poll, I'm actually surprised they even admitted it uh, because they'd be shitting themselves. Uh, immigration is number one. What's your number one, John? Well, if I had the worst case of diarrhea on the planet, and you know, toilet paper in the house, if someone, somebody handed me a copy of the Irish Times, I wouldn't insult, <coughs> insult my bum by using it. <laughs> Right. Well, there's more shit comes off the paper. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Sorry. got a Right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I, I wouldn't be a Times reader personally myself. I wouldn't really be very interested in it. Anyway, John, because I think it's loaded. Uh, John, in relation to what you're going to talk about at the front door, so politician comes to the front door and he says, right, John, what's the issues? Well, number one, uh, has to be health. It has to be health. Mm-hmm. And those people that are marching around in Cork, led by people for profit channels, solidarity, and every other Tom, they can have, because no government TDs will march for Gaza or for Ukraine, which is that's out a huge crowd again. <clears throat> but they won't march for the state of the health, or the state of the rents, or the state of the house prices, or the lack of Gardaí, and the thousand and one other problems that we have here in the immigration as well, right? But to me, number one has to be health, because everyone, young and old, 
something is going to happen in your life down along the track, right? And those people marching around in circles, which will change nothing in these countries where the wars are at the moment, right, would be better off if they concentrated on what they call the bread and butter issues, like the housing, the health, the homelessness, and everything else, right? I had to pay a substantial amount of money this week for a private medical uh, t- uh, t- procedure done on me, right? Because I couldn't afford to wait on the public waiting list because I just couldn't. Yeah, there, there was a level of urgency about it, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to toss a kind because it has my health thing. I hope to come up heads or tails or whatever. So I had to pay that out. But if we had, we see, we gave a, mil, a bill, almost a billion over the border for infrastructure projects last week there, right? There's money ring fenced there by Apple, we're told we can't touch it, right? There seems to be plenty of money for 600 million for all the people coming to this country. That was just last year alone. Four and a half billion, I think. We have some of the longest waiting lists now in the world. Now we have a children's hospital. That's going to be the most expensive hospital in the world, right? According and to yes, some, yeah. People, yeah. Yeah, you have people, those poor souls that turned up beside Dolly on the other day uh, and they're suffering from scoliosis like me. It is sickening and disgusting to see those people having to come up and prostrate themselves outside of the house of the parliament of this country when the same fucking week they gave a billion euro over the fucking border. These people are so out of touch, they should be kicked out of that building onto the street. Madeline, do you believe the government are disconnected from the people or do you think they have any idea, do you think they're purposely avoiding the issues that people are genuinely concerned about? I, I tell you, they have their eyes firmly set on these big Jew, these big jobs in the EU. They don't care about the Irish people. Do you know there's busloads of elderly get on buses at 5 a.m. in the morning to travel to the north yeah. to have cancer. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. th- yeah. this, these are third world conditions. I told you about the lady that had the anima in the public bathroom and bombing. Yeah. Told you about the people having their bloods taken in public waiting rooms. We are being made to suffer third world conditions in this country while people from third world are coming in and getting the best of everything. Mm. No, I, I, I get there's a bit of a contradiction there, all right. Now, I completely get what you're saying. And, and the, by the way, it's not down to money um, because we do have the money. For a small country, we're actually quite rich for a small country. We're quite wealthy. We have a lot of resources in this country. We, we're, you know, we're a reasonably wealthy country for the size of the country. Our economy is good. So there is no reason for this to be happening. Well, the reason it's happening Irish is bad management, know. it's bad administration, it's bad management. And it's, we're, not, we're not sharing the wealth properly. No, the Irish no, no, you, 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 you've got this guy. It's not beneficial. And can I ask another question to these uh, politicians as well? Um, can I talk about the Ukraine just for a sec, about them all getting free medical cards there last week? Um, they were able from a war-torn country to ship in their fabulous, shiny, brand-new SUVs. Then their yeah. very obedient pets obviously stood very still in a war-torn country so Leo could go in and rescue them. Like... Mm. This is this is like this is like reading a mad book now at the moment. The mm. rescuing pets from a war torn country. Did the pets remain in the houses after the the the, the war, or what happened? How did they get them? <laughs> I have no. How did they get their they, cars? They, 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 I, I spoke about that about two weeks ago. They clearly left the pets with friends and family, so the pets weren't in that much danger. To be honest with you, I, I don't know why we spent so much money. I think what was it eight hundred thousand bringing pets over? Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I, it's, it's, come here, I'm, I'm just being a, a little bit cynical. There. No, 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 I, I, I just believe, and you're right, I believe that 800,000 euro could be spent in other ways, a lot better than bringing pets over. Yeah, and the other thing, you are right about the medical cards. I've said it from the start. People coming into the country, yes, help people, support people. But if you're going to be giving people free medical cards and all sorts of accommodation for nothing, they should be means tested. Yeah, there's no reason for somebody to be driving around in a Porsche and getting free gaff. You know what I mean? doesn't make any sense. And I te- I'll tell you something else I'm seeing now streaming on social media there during the week. An awful lot of people now are putting up, they're in panic now, panic mode, because their GP surgeries are emailing to say you are no longer um, a, a patient of this clinic. You'll have to find some of your outside our catchment areas. And these are people who have been with these doctors for 10 and 12 years. Now, people yeah. are in panic mode because all their files are with these doctors. Then when they go looking for doctors, they can't find them because they're all full <laughs> up. So again, this is pushing us, the Irish people, out of our own country. It's, it's, it's actually hard to fathom. Okay, uh, thank you for that. Sorry, sorry. yes, John. Yeah, look, listen, I mean, there's a friend of mine, one of my best friends, and his wife got a stroke, right? And she won't be coming up to retirement age until the end of this year. So she needed an emergency medical card. And the fairness said the chemist, he, he gave him the medication. He said, look, you can pay it back when you, when you get started, right? which was very decent of him, right? But, like, she worked for the HSE, 
And no, she needed emergency medical care. If you saw the amount of shit and paper and stuff he had to fill out for that, and he still hasn't got it. Like the woman got a fucking stroke. Like, and she I know that's get, crazy. She walks to the HSC and she can't get an emergency medical account. I know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy, John. Look, take on board everything you said. Sorry, Morris has been waiting ages. I do apologise, Morris. I do really, really apologise. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Morris. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. Today is actually hump day, so happy hump day. Uh, yeah, I said, I, <laughs> didn't I say last night on the air, happy hump day on the wrong bloody day? Yeah, thanks, Morris, for reminding know, yeah. me. Happy we're hump day, Morris. Happy hump day. Listen, um, I think basically, listening to Dave there and the, the lady that was on in June. Madeline, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah, I hope Dave gets the opportunity to see his children grow up and walk and live and settle and buy a house in this country. I didn't. And I think anybody that's gone into government should be tasked with, well, what are you going to do for the young people of Ireland and stop the generations of young people that are hemorrhaging from this country? It kills me to see them. Oh, it's too late for me. My grandchildren are in England. Uh, will I ever get my daughter home? I don't know. My older brothers and sisters are gone, dead and buried in England. And just history is re- repeating itself. I think any politician... That's but you're going there, too. That's... You said you're going as well. Well, it's, you see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if, if they can change it and, and, and make the young people here stay. Like Dave said, they haven't built houses in 10 years. Where did all those people go that were building houses for 10 years? They all emigrated. And what did the government say? Ah, sure, they only went away because they wanted a different well, lifestyle. They stopped building they social are... housing back in the early part of 2000, late yeah. part of the 90s. They stopped building social Horrific. housing. Because I tell you and why. They never... Because they thought everybody has enough money to buy their own. Do you remember the Celtic Tiger? So they thought yeah. everybody has their own money. They'll buy their own house. We don't need to build social housing anymore. Stupid. And then prices kept going up and up yeah. and up. And the average house in Dublin now is four hundred and thirty-four thousand, which is unaffordable. Which is unaffordable for the average person. Yeah. Yeah. I have a nephew who's twenty-eight. I told you recently. He's got a mortgage twenty-eight four sixty. It's a lot of money. He'd be walking till he's seventy, yeah. seventy-five to clear that mortgage. But I think any government that's worth their salt, this party, this government that's in power. I'll tell you what's going on, in my opinion, as a working-class man of Dublin who's held down a job since I was 80, and I'm 63 now next week. I owe nobody nothing. I've never put my hand out. I've always got a hand up. You have Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael watching each other so closely and trying to outdo each other, and the Greens are trying to outdo everybody because they know they're never going to get into power for another 20 or 30 years. So while they're all focusing on what they need to do to make themselves look good, who's suffering? Yep. The women, the men, the children of this country, the poor. I see people falling through the cracks. There was a woman found dead in Dublin over the weekend, and she was a 43-year-old Can nurse. I, can I, well, why, sorry for interrupting you, Morris. Why sorry. you just mentioned that, I've been handed, handed this and I want to read it out. It's in relation to what, okay. you, what you've just said. So just stop. Sorry, no. no, no, that's okay. So Nurse Anne Delaney, uh, around 47 yep. years ago, Anne's mother proudly held baby Anne in her arms, delighted at the birth of her new baby daughter. Little did she know what a life would be in store for her beautiful little girl. Anne grew up and did herself and her family proud. She became a nurse, a person who spent her working life caring for others who were in need. None of us, none of us know what troubles lay ahead for Anne in her short life. We do know uh, that the heartbreakingly Anne becomes homeless. homeless. She wasn't a rough mm. sleeper, as our shameless government and government-paid media likes to describe our homeless as if it were by choice that they sleep in dire conditions or in cold and dangerous streets. Anne was one of the yeah. over 13,000 homeless people in Ireland, including 4,000 innocent little children who were treated horrendously in Ireland, uh, let down and ignored by our government. It is beyond appalling that our people are dying on our streets in Ireland in 2024. RIP Anne Delaney. That's the and woman. shame on the people that are in power in government. Their blood is on her, their hands. And all the women that have died, you the various medical scandals in this country. There's people in government today that women and children have died on their watch through scoliosis and various different women's health issues. And they should hold their head in shame mm. because of what they happen in this country. And like I told you, they're all watching each other to see who's doing what. And then as soon as the election comes, everybody bails out like the last crash. They all leave the, the, the government buildings with their big fancy pensions. And who's left to carry the can? The taxpayer. So just another thing, Noel, on a personal opinion, any minister going into government that knocks on my door, I'm going to ask them out straight, what are you going to do for the young people of Ireland to make sure they can stay here and have a living in their own country rather than exporting them around the world? 
That's okay. what I'd be asking. Thank you very much indeed, Morris, for that. It's actually ironic that number four on the list, according to the Irish Times, is democracy. Um, and that means that, you know, that's a thing that concerns people. The fourth most important thing that concerns people is democracy. In other words, people don't believe the government are representative of them anymore. And they don't believe they have any choice or the government are not listening to them. Uh, let me go to Suzanne. Suzanne, politicians knock at your door. What are you going to say to them? Politicians are going to knock at my door. I'm going to ask them straight up now, what's their immigration policy and what's their housing policy? They're my two things. I just want to say for the record, I'm pro-immigration. I think, as you said earlier on the show, People coming here with visa qualifications who have come here to work over the years absolutely support them. My own son immigrated to the US 10 years ago for a better life. So I'm totally, I'm totally for uh, immigration, but I'm not for the way the government are managing the situation. I'm totally shocked, and I agree with that lady, just letting open borders, everybody come in to this country. It has created... Um, housing, rental, property crisis. There isn't enough properties for Irish people, don't mind Ukrainian people and asylum seekers coming in. We don't have the room, Ireland is full. And that's from somebody who's pro-immigration, who's non-racist, who's just a normal, everyday person who's lived in Ireland her whole life and paid her taxes. And the other thing I was just talking to your researcher this morning, in the locality that I live in, there's five large properties have been taken over by the, you know, the gravy train property developers. Well, I'm aware of those. Yeah, I'm aware, and they're quite expensive properties, by the way. I was, I'm aware those of those. Those properties are probably worth 1.5 million each. I, I know. I'm aware. Um, I've seen a photograph of one of them there recently. Or yesterday was somebody showed me a photograph of one of them yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I've spoken to um, our former teacher Bertie Hearn, who lives in the locality, and his view is, oh, they're being managed, they're being watched. And I did actually speak to somebody this morning in one of the shops, and they said that the manager of, in fairness, the manager of three of the houses is very proactive. He wants feedback. So it seems to me in that case, it's been managed, which is what you want. Yeah. But we don't want any more. Like, you know, you're trying to go with things and not be a naysayer. So once things are managed properly, but one thing now is, I have a very good friend, a Finnish girl, she's married to an Irish guy. They were property hunting in the past, like six to nine months in the 800 to 900k uh, bracket. They were outbid 10 times in the locality of Duncondra-Fisbra. Couldn't understand this. So, you know, as BA, I'll call him BA, I won't mention his name too much, it is a gravy train. Like, unfortunately, the government are buying in, you know, oh, the government just drives me crazy. <laughs> I know, the they're outbidding young couples. Yes, they're outbidding they're young couples. They're outbidding people. They know these property developers are taking houses off the market. So, for example, DCU, those properties were supposed to be for student accommodation. Student accommodation for students whose parents have worked and paid taxes their whole life in Ireland, their kids are now going to DCU. Can they get fucking accommodation locally? No. No. Because we're housing everybody else. The other thing I want to add, just the other lady spoke, I'm on a lot of forums for helping Ukraines. I've just been interested in the whole thing. You know, and I see so many horror stories coming up, last weekend in particular, Ukrainian people going home for eight weeks, leaving kids with people. And I'm not saying they're all like that. No. But we don't have the resources in Ireland to cover our own people at the moment in terms of housing, in terms of, of health care. Oh, every time I listen to a sad story about Irish people, it makes my blood boil. And yet we bring Ukrainian people in, we give them medical cards, 70% of them are not working. What is the government doing to try and integrate them in so they can bring taxpayers' money in? One last point I'll say in the housing, Nile. I worked in a, a company in kind of 09, 010, 11, a big building services company who provided builders to the building industry. The amount of Polish guys and Eastern European guys that came at that time and worked, they queued up every morning, hundreds of them down Capel Street for work. They came here to work. They wanted to work 13 hours a day. The building industry was booming. They're gone now because Ireland is not attractive anymore. For people who, Ireland is actually not attractive for the people we want to come in. No, because it's too expensive to live here. It's too expensive to live here. I do know people from the Brazilian community who come on European passports, who are living tent for room. Mm. And I know like the, the stabbing that day, you know, yeah. I was in a taxi that week and the taxi driver was saying, these Brazilians come on. Anybody who comes from Brazil who is willing to work as a delivery, whatever, gets my, my yeah. gets me saying at least he worked. He wants to work. Yeah, I, I don't um, care if people come here to the proper process, by the way, whatever, be it on a student visa or a work permit or, you know, to work. or And, of course, I have no absolutely no problem with people coming as refugees from genuine war-torn countries and they need their support. I have no problem with that. But I do have a problem with a reckless immigration system that just lets everybody walk in the door. Yeah, but now can I just add one thing? I don't want to hog the time, but these things are on my mind. 
I spoke to a counsellor the other day on this whole business of my own area. She said to me, every single email she gets is about immigration. I have spoken to people locally in my area and they have said to me, people are afraid to speak up. Gen- everybody feels the same way, but people are afraid to speak up because as I, as the, I think as the other lady said, you speak up, you're told you're, you're far you're, right. You're far you're right, racist, yeah. And, yeah, you're racist. But yeah. everybody feels the same. But everybody, from what I can see, is emailing in, complaining, and people just don't have the voice. And that's why I love your show. It's to give people the voice. So again, for the record, I'm not racist and I'm pro-immigration. But the policy at the moment of give everything to every other country and not Irish people, where that man can't get an appointment in Beaumont Hospital, the government at the moment are off the radar and ask for the RTE tobacco. They can't even manage yeah. to keep a handle. So, you know, like you, you put a post up, I think, on Sunday and it was a really post. You posted up in despair. That's right. I read it and I thought, I feel the same way. It's just like you battle every corner. It's one. It's just kind of one thing after another, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, that, that's what it is, yeah. and that's the way I felt on Sunday when I, when I wrote that post. Just, and, and the way I felt is, you know, normally you think to yourself, well, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, maybe we have an election coming up. We have a new government that might change things. But it's not going to happen because all that will happen is the same arseholes that get in and do exactly the same thing for another five years. So it's not going to change. But now, what about the, but now, what about the parties that are coming up to the ranks? Like, I mean, I'm asking you that. I'm putting you on the spot mm. a bit. But I'm asking you, like, what about the, I'm not going to mention them, but there's certain parties coming through the ranks. Like, is there any hope there? Because people are shifting their allegiances. Yeah, well, I, I, hope, I hope in this next election we will see a shift towards, you know, more independence and some of the smaller parties as well, like Ain2 and a couple of others. And, you know, and okay, if people want to vote for the Irish Freedom Party, whatever it is, I don't necessarily agree with all their policies either. I don't agree with all of Ain2's policies, but I think they're good parties. I think they're a change. They're different. And I think, if you know, we might see a shift towards some of those parties as well. Uh, but listen, Suzanne, I, I got to rush to people. Thank you very much indeed. And I'm glad you got it all off your chest there. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to get through everybody very quickly because I don't have too much time. But I'm going to get to Martin. Martin, hi, how are you? I'm well now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Martin. Okay, Martin, politician knocks at your door. Doesn't matter what party he's from. And, you know, he says, Martin, what's the main issue that's concerning you in this country? Uh, the main issue that concerns me is our open borders basically. Now, every other issue, as you've said, ties into that. And the, 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 the thing about we're not at a replacement rate in this country where Irish people are not replaced, we're, you know, our own indigenous population is falling. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a myriad of reasons. I accept that. You know, socially things change. But I can tell you, I know many couples that are married. They have maybe one child and the primary reason that they say they're not going to have more children is because they can't afford to. It's that simple. And the reason they can't afford to is because they can't afford housing. There was a there was a report there in the in the news yesterday about I, I can't remember what the percentage of people was, but there were parents apparently who are depriving themselves of food to make that. sure they're able yep. to feed their children. It ties into everything. It ties into our health service, our schooling, our transport infrastructure. Everything is affected by the number of people who are in the country. And the, what, what the real effect comes from the number of people who are not contributing. Mm-hmm. Like many people, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm no different to many people. I've been contributing from the time I left school, from the time I walked out after my intercert. Mm-hmm. I've been walking constantly and contributing in this country. And I feel... I'm a second-class citizen in this country, but the most outrageous thing is the contempt that the government have for people in this country. It's not just... I could accept if we've had inept, incapable politicians in this country for generations. I could kind of get past that. We all know who they were. We can think back on individuals. Well, I, I, well, I mentioned one in a post that, they, that uh, Suzanne referred to. I put a post up on Twitter uh, over the weekend, and I mentioned Charlie Hoy. And and I said, okay, you know, nod and wink, politi- uh, you know, politics, you know, yeah, the, 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 yeah, cute hers, the, the brown envelopes full of money, the whole shebang. We know all about it. All right, corrupt as shite. But the one thing I will say is, at least they seem to care about the people. Yes, yeah. I I don't believe that the, the likes of Charlie Hardy had contempt for the Irish people, but the, the the parties in government now, in my opinion have contempt for the Irish people. They seem to think they're better than us. Now, 
Leo Varadkar will actually be standing in the area that I live in. And the question I'll be asking any of them that come from that come from any of the main parties that are in government, I'll be asking them, are you wearing body armour? Because if you're not, you better get off my property. I really, honestly, I'm, obviously I'm exaggerating there. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be violent to people, but it drives me absolutely, it drives me mad the way they're treating Irish people. Now, I have no problem with people coming in and contributing, whether you're a bricklayer, a road sweeper, a brain surgeon, uh, you know, a computer programmer. I don't care if you're con- if you're coming in and contributing, and if you if you're contributing and you bring in a wife and a child, that's fine. I've no problem. The wife doesn't have to go out to work, as far as I'm concerned. Once, once, once there's a parity there, and we are not being stuck with the bill for everything, but there is no two ways about it. There's nothing that that the number of people coming into the country with no documentation and contributing nothing it affects everything. It's a trickle-down situation. The more people we have coming in, it affects everything else, all the infrastructures, and it has a profound effect on the number of people who are not having children. No, no, and I I absolutely understand that. I mentioned already in the show that we are below population replacement in this country, and that's why the only way the population is increasing is by people coming into the country. And I do believe, by the way, the cynical part of me, the government are thinking in the background, in their own minds, we have to look after pensions in 30 or 40 years' time. If the Irish are not going to have babies, we need to bring more people in. But if the government were clever enough and thought about it properly and took on board what you just said at the very start and thought about the family, and provided, you know, finances for the family and encouraged people to have children by financially rewarding people for having children. When I say rewarding people, for giving them tax breaks, etc., etc., and yes. allowing them childcare, absolutely, we could increase the population of the country, you know, um, in Ireland without having to have so many people come into the country. Yeah, look at look, look at look at Hungary. Look at even Russia. Look at Poland. You know, people people are encouraged to have children. They may, they may not get direct payments, but it's made easier mm. for them. But here, and honestly, I know I know couples who genuinely they would like to have more than one or two children, but they, they can't. can't. Yeah, I, I, and if we go back to the eighties and nineties, it was about three and a half children or four children per family. Now we're down to one and a half, which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Martin, listen, I'm really stuck for time, and I'm sorry, but you got a lot in there, and thank you very much indeed, and I really appreciate you coming on. Let me go to Maureen. Maureen, hi, how are you? Oh, sorry, Maureen. Oh, for some reason there you're not clicking. Oh. I do apologise. More, oh, oh, Maureen. Yeah. You, oh, you're there. There you yeah. are now. Sorry, I, I do apologise. Yeah. I had a bit of a problem there. Go ahead. So, Maureen, no go problem. ahead. Well, you see, for where I'm living right here in Clancy, West Cork, alone with the main parties, if they do show, because believe it or not, the last elections, none of them showed in my housing estate. Mm. So we didn't get to see any of them. But yeah. if they do come to my door, they're getting two words from me now. That's F off. Right. I'm done. I will not put it this way. I want shit butterflies or piss rainbows for shysters and con artists any longer because I am sick of them. Because it would be a waste of my breath even speaking to them at this point. Because I get so angry, I'd be hoping that God would stay in my hand from belting them on. And that's how I feel. But if I was, but if I was problem, to ask you, but if I was to ask you, what's your. Oh, what I say? Are you oh, loads of concerns? What's the, what's the main yeah. one? The main one is our border. The main one is open borders. The main one is the people. My, my, my daughter and her better half were in London for the weekend because they had tickets for Liverpool and Chelsea at Wembley, right? Yep. They can come off the aircraft smile in this country, walk in here with them all to show who they are, what their name is. If they give a name, it's probably a false one anyway. Guess who was waiting for the plane to arrive into Cork Airport though? Customers and exiles. Just in case the soccer fans might be bringing maybe an extra little a bottle of contraband. And everybody went through, had to be searched with their bags through, while yet they're walking into the country willy-nilly, getting everything, free housing, free food, their clothes and better phones than I have. They have better clothes than most of us have. And you mentioned as well that that um, the 900, those that camp in Kildare. What do you know? Do you know what I call that? Do you know when we were talking about the European army, with then people laughed at us. That what too was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, it isn't. Because if you go on the UN website, if you go on the World Economic Forum, any of these websites, you'll find it there because they've been talking about this for a good few years. 
and they're called, um, they're called, it's not called the European Army, it's called the European Battle Group. And our Defence Force have already been out partaking in manoeuvres. That's all there for you okay. to read. None of this is a conspiracy theory. Okay, well, I, I, I'm not as familiar as you would be with that, Maureen, to be honest with you. But your main concern, obviously, is our borders, the security of our borders, and the safety of our borders. Thank you for that, Maureen. Let me just go to Sean. Is it Sean to go to next? Yes, sorry, Sean. Hi, Sean. Um, I'd like to know what problem they have with women, or even if they can answer, what is a woman? Oh, what is a woman? Yeah, that's an interesting what one, is isn't it? it? I, 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 I think everybody should ask every politician who comes to the front door, what is a woman? Because I think they're a little bit unclear about it. Maybe they need an education. I think there's something sinister going on with this referendum. They're trying to remove women from literature to do with healthcare. We can't call a, a female teacher miss. We're being told we can't call children boys and girls. The, the secretary, Fina Gale, had to take Fina Gale to the Workplace Relations Commission for a claim for being forced into retirement. I mean, we have a problem with women in politics in this country. Mm-hmm. We, we've brought in gender quotas. To, to get more women in, and now Social Democrats are running men in the position of women under the gender quota. Yeah. We we have to get something right in this country, and I think this is impacting in every single area of our lives. It's in the schools, it's in politics, it's in the boards. We saw with Atina Swan now, it's in the colleges. It's impacting every area of our lives. I think this we're going to realise too late how far it's gone. Men and women's You're, prison, ta- you're talking about wokery, wokery in general. I'm, I'm talking about transgender ideology and our position on women over the last five years mm-hmm. and how fastly it's declining. It is quite shocking when you see intelligent men and women in politics being asked a simple question. What is a woman? Considering, by the way, they're representing 50% of the population, which are women. And they give you some wishy-washy answer about somebody who identifies as a woman. And, that, and I, I find it, I just find it... Sorry, again? Women. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they go Barry Kardashian in with women. Yesterday we had it in the UK with a, you know, a convicted killer being referred to as a woman when all you have to do is look at it, look at the picture and realize, oh, I know, I know, you know. I know, I know. But here, here's, the, here's the saddest part. I worry about future generations, and I'll tell you why. Um, I'm not too... Are you familiar with AI? Um, I'm sure most people should be now at this stage. Uh, well, I've seen what's happened with Google over the last few well, days. Okay, so, yeah. well, okay, well, that's exactly what's going to go. So Google Gemini, which is, you know, is going to be, I suppose, the go-to AI for a lot of people because, of course, Google are the go-to for search engines. So they kind of monopolized the market over right. the last 20 years. But if you go to Google and you type in, which I did, and I put a little screenshot up on my Twitter account the other day, if you type in, uh, write me an argument as to why a man, a biological man, can't become a biological woman. It won't. No way. It turns around and says uh, we cannot do that because the scientific evidence suggests or says that men can become women. And I go, what future have children got in this country when they're being told by AI that a man can become a woman? What future have we got when they're being told that there is no other reason for climate change apart from human interference? Right. In other words, any other opinion or scientific opinion on the matter should be just completely ignored because Google uh, Gemini will tell you that they can't give you an answer to that either. They can't well, give you an answer to here? anything that's, it, it, that's not in its own agenda. In other words, the only information that can come out of AI is the information that's put into it. And if you've got a bunch of lefties putting in the ideas into it in the first place, you're never going to get a balanced argument back out of it again. What do we say to kids who go into one class and get told a man can be a woman and then they go into biology class and get told about chromosomes? Mm. Which one do we tell them, tell them lies in? Which, which one should they work for to pass an exam by giving the same answer and getting told, well, one answer is right, one is wrong? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Listen, thank you very much indeed for that, Sean. I appreciate it. Uh, I need to go to Gladys, Joanne and Sarah, I think it is, uh, just to finish up on this. Uh, sorry, Gladys, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you, Nile? How are you doing? Sean has a problem with wokery in general, and not just wokery, but, you know, the idea that not a politician can tell him what a woman is, and that's the one thing he's going to be asking him at the doorstep. What are you going to be asking him? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just present myself as what I am, as a woman, mm-hmm. you know. There is a woman at the doorstep and I have no problem recognising um, the fact that I'm a woman yeah. and a mother and all of those things that are, are really precious. And also I'd be, be able to tell if it's a man or a woman at my door. Yeah. You know, because that's how it works, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I honestly don't know what to make of it. I think we've lost our bottle. I think we've lost our... Um, you know, what truth is, integrity, all of the things, you know. Um, 
that are really important <laughs> in society. I'm, I'm looking at the list here. I'm looking at the list in the Irish Times, okay, in their poll. Immigration came in at the top at 22%. So out of these things, which one would you pick as being important to you? Immigration, housing, climate change, democracy, social policies, healthcare, uh, the cost of living, crime, employment, Palestine, and conflicts around the world. So which of those things would you think are important to you? Well, for me personally, you know, first thing like cost of living um, mm. has gone through the roof. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I need to keep warm, you know, uh, and that has that has just nearly killed me trying to, you know, keep myself warm, you yeah. know, sort of uh, with the cost of fuel and stuff like that. that my food bill um, has gone absolutely through the roof. I, I'm thinking I can't even bear to look at it anymore. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. You know, and I think I feel, you know, the sense of being, am I getting ripped off, you know, and don't get me started. On, we are getting uh, ripped off. Of course we are. Yeah. I, I drink those, I, I don't drink, I drink tonic, you know, the slimline tonic, the yep. small cans. Yeah. And that's what I drink, that's what I like. And um, <laughs> I got a couple of them, and then I was looking at the bill afterwards. I was charged 100, uh, oh no, not 100, 120 uh, as a, a deposit on these small cans. You know the little small cans oh, yeah, of tonic? Oh yeah, yeah, um, But uh, I can't bring them back because I have a disability, so I could never reach you know, to go and put them in or could I be bothered? But it was three euro. You know, I mean, this is nuts. This is crazy. Yeah. I thought I was doing always the right thing by putting the cans in, in your recycling bin. Recycling. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I always do. Um, and the idea that I'm being charged, so I won't buy that anymore. That's three euro to who? who where does that go? To who? I don't know. I know, I wouldn't mind. You're already paying for that recycling bin. Uh, because you have to pay for your, your bins, so you're already paying for that. But now, now they want you to pay for it again by charging yeah. you at the, at source another God knows what it is, depending on many things you're buying, uh, and you won't well, get that money back unless you return it. No, yeah, well, this 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 is crazy, you know. And and uh, I mean, I don't know who who gets the money. It's just nuts. Look, the bills are high enough, and I mean that would be the first because I have to live and keep a roof over mm. my head, and the second would be immigration, and I think. Yeah, I was a, a migrant, right? In my in my early days, you know. Yep. But and I really get annoyed, really, really get annoyed by say, "Oh, the Irish went everywhere." In my life and in my day, for, first of all, you you left for adventure when you were young. Of course. To yeah. Have a look at other countries. To have a look. See the world. Never. Yeah. Ever, ever did you think for one minute, or any of my friends, that we'd be signing on the dole, that we'd be get something for nothing. Or uh, you know, go yeah, we, we did, yeah. Country. The Irish didn't go to America and demand that the Americans house them, gave them accommodation, never. gave them food, and it gave them money. Yeah. No, you, no, you'd been back on a boat and sent home again. Yeah. And I remember we, we went to Holland and we were only young. You know, I just turned eighteen. Mm -hmm. You know, and we were straight into work, my friends and myself, and you name it. And we had hard times as young people. It never occurred. We wouldn't have even known where to look or go or. You name it, you just didn't do it. You went and you suffered it and you went and found work. You got work and you name it. And so the idea that, and then later on in life, you know, when things were really difficult in the 80s, you know, it's Charlie, Hohe, and just mm -hmm. tightening our belts. And we decided to go to Australia. And in that, we had to pay for all our medical bills, all the TB, x-rays, you name it, for our children, and all of that um, to get our visas. And that, you know, and then we had to go only to the place. Oh, no, no, I, I get it. And I'm sorry, it's not that I'm cutting you short, Gladys. And I get exactly what you're saying. The, the idea that politicians are conflating, as Aon O'Riordan did last night, by the way, uh, in the in the doll, and he conflated, you it's, know. The, it's untrue and it's false. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's the people coming into this country with no documentation, for example, you know, coming from parts of the world that we're not, we don't even recognize anymore. Um, that is nothing like Irish people leaving to go to America for a better life, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, where they wouldn't have got accommodation and money and everything else. Listen, Gladys, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on. I need to get to Joanne, Sarah, and Morris. Just uh, extremely, I need to get through you very quickly because I need to move on. Uh, let me go to Sarah first. Sarah, hi, how are you? How is it going, I? How are you? Good. Sarah, politician comes to your door. What's the first thing you're going to say to him? Apart from get lost. I think, uh, well, did actually come to the door but they don't I don't know my dog just runs them. they don't they're just in the door envelope in and wherever yeah off they go but like I'd love to get a chance to 
have a debate with them in regards to healthcare, um, you know, the quality of life, because mm-hmm. everything that's happening at the moment has a domino effect, you know, the cost of living, the quality of life. People is going to get sicker. In the long run, it's going to cause the health system more problems. Um, and in regards to patient-staff ratio, that's what I want to get in about. Okay. So there needs to be more nurses per bed or beds. It would be. It'd be more staff and yeah. for different dependency levels, which that I don't think they've ever took in account in this country in regards to patient care. Yeah. You know, and it's not fair. Like, um, as you say, the money is there. There's nurses there. There's staff there. Or um, there's not enough staff there and it's not down to money. You know, do you can ring somebody for relief and bring them in. If someone rings in sick. You know, so like... Yeah, there just isn't enough staff and the, the administration is not good around us. And I do understand that. So you want a better healthcare system. You want a more organised healthcare system and a better run healthcare system. Uh, absolutely, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't agree with you more. Sorry, Sarah, go ahead I very ju- quickly. No, I'm just speaking to that last listener there. was laughing like Gladys, because I was yeah. sending my husband down. I drink bottles of Lucas, I And he was saying like there was an extra 50 pence. And I said, for what? And he goes for the recycle. I said, sure, I just throw them out in the bin. <laughs> I know. And what I can understand is people are paying to throw them out in the bin, but now you're paying again for them, you know, when you buy them. Uh, Sarah, thank you for that. Sorry for cutting everybody a bit short. Joanne, hi, how are you? Good morning, how are you? How are you doing, Joanne? Okay, you've got about 60 seconds here, but tell me, <laughs> what's the, what's the pol- what are you going to say to the politician at the front door? Um, well, first of all, the one word is traitors. That's the first word. Traitors, traitors. okay. Okay. Treasures to the Irish people. Um, okay. I said it a long time ago to you. The modular homes out in Mahan that they built for the Ukrainians. Come up to Cork. Drive around. Have a look. You'll be shocked. They're like little palaces. And I said, the homeless people should have went out there that day in their tents and pitched them out there and not moved until, they, until the Ukrainians were being brought in and the media would have been there as a spotlight to show the corruption that's going on here. We're having children assaulted up and down the country. People are terrified to go outside the door. And the Irish, they went out and fought for the water charges, but they won't fight for their country. Where the hell are the men? It's the women who are doing all the fighting. The men need to get up off their asses and stop watching the football and get out and fight for this country now. I'm so angry now this morning. That woman died in a tent, in a, a sleeping bag um, yeah. up in Dublin. Um, and yeah. people online, ah, well, she was offered help. She was offered a bloody hostel and she didn't want to go in there because of the drugs. Simple as, and it needs to be said. Yeah, okay. no, no, you make, you make a very good point. Uh, and uh, RIP to Anne. Uh, yeah, and, and she worked all her life, by the way. She worked as a nurse, by the way, can I just point out? Absolutely. Yeah. This country is a disgrace, what's going on here. And the people are nothing but cowards, absolute cowards. They were going to fight for their country and for their grandchildren. What are we leaving behind from? People need to get up off their asses now and take back what's rightfully ours. Okay, listen, Joanne, thank you very much indeed for that. Let me go to Morris finally. Morris, hi. Morris, are you there? Hello, Morris. Hello, Morris, are you there? Okay. Unfortunately not, I don't hear him. Are you there, Morris? No, I can't hear you. All right, okay. I'll try him again in a second. Now... Unfortunately, Morrison's is there. Some of the comments were quite in. Surprise, climate change is number three. Yes, oh my. But I think climate change is number three, not for the reasons you think it's number three. So if they were asked to pick one thing and one thing only based on a concern they have. It doesn't say what their concern is. I would say the majority of those on number three, which was climate change, are thinking, you know, I'm not going to pay these climate policy taxes and all this kind of nonsense that's going on. So that could be part of it too, as well as those who might have a concern about climate change. Um, Ross O'Toole says taxes being massively too high, but I suppose immigration and NGO industries feed that. Um, excess debts, says somebody in relation to COVID-19. Eleanor Orr says, did you see the business post claiming climate change is top? I, I didn't, no, I didn't see the business post claiming that. Well, they can't claim that because it's not top. The immigration is on top. Uh, energy bills are a bigger problem. Uh, the government taxing diesel and petrol is also a bigger problem. You think the government taxing diesel and petrol is a bigger problem than we have on immigration at the moment? I think you're delusional. Uh, I think it's a big problem. Affordable homes would be top of my list and get rid of the fair deal, which is adding to the problems, says Catherine. Kieran says, RTE don't talk about immigration. The government don't talk about immigration. You're right, they don't. Trevor says, 7% climate change and big laughy faces. Yeah, Trev. 
Uh, but again, I say to you, it's not probably what you think it is. Mark says, it would have to be the cost of living trumps all other concerns. Yeah, I would agree with you, Mark. And Mark, it probably does to some degree. But I think there's a knock-on effect of all those other things on the cost of living. Uh, everything is kind of connected, isn't it? Uh, Maz says immigration is number one. Gavin says immigration is number one. Affects everything. Mike says the immigration levels are totally unsustainable. We're all, we already have more people on the island than just before the famine. Yeah, no. We had more people during the... We had 10 million people here during the famine. Are you said just before the famine? I don't know how many people exactly. I don't know when, what time in history you're referring to. But then again, do you really want to be living like they were living in the famine? You know, we wouldn't want that now, would you? Now... I have a little WhatsApp voice note here just to play finally on that matter. And um, we just turn that up there. Oh, no. There we go. Oh. Yeah, it's just vanished on me. Can you believe that? Oh, we'll get it for you there. Hold on. There, there it is. Let's play that. Niall, asking a politician what a woman is is the very same as a woman asking a man what date is it. They'll both look at you like a nervous wreck. <laughs> If you ever want to send in a WhatsApp voice note, by the way, just send it to 85 That's 85 Don't forget, by the way, support the show. Go to our website. This podcast will be available on our website, by the way, nileboylan.com. Please donate. Please subscribe. And please support the show to give you a platform like all the listeners we've just had in the last 20 minutes. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 85 The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.